Greetings, ladies and mental gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out. Space. space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy, and if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. Humans are weird. What rock? Did you file the samples you collected? Walt's sister asked the human walking past. The human paused in her movements and frowned in a way that was supposed to indicate thought. What samples? she asked. Walt's sister clicked her mandibles in confusion and raised her head frilled to touch. You were out in the river's edge collecting mineral samples for a majority of the morning, Falsister said, waving her pale green hands in the direction of the door. You must have had at least 80 kilos of sample material in your quarters. 80? The human frowned and then her face relaxed. Oh, you mean the rocks? Yes, Falsister said with a sigh, letting her frill drop back and lay on her neck. The rocks. Please remember to label and report them correctly. Yeah, no. The human shook her head. I wasn't collecting those samples for the base. I was a private thing. Oh, both sister said, pausing in the movement of her fingers over the data pad and waiting for the human to continue. However, the human merely shrugged and moved away. Both sister watching her disappear down the corridor with confusion. She considered pursuing the matter with her data pad chimed and reminded her of the next task, and she made a note to bring it up again at the midday meal. She easily found the correct human again at mealtime. This human wore a rather large array of outer ear ornaments. False sister was quite proud of herself for not flinching back in a natural horror from the visual of cold steel piercing not only the outer protective membrane, but also the cartilage substructure. It was still hard not to think about it as she carefully folded her legs around the human's formed bench. Greetings, human, Wolf sister said. The human looked up from her meal and one of the hairy, protective eye reaches rose seemingly disconnected from any other movement on her face. Wolf sister fought down a shudder of revulsion and made a note to research what the gesture meant. Susan, the human said. Excuse me? Fourth sister asked, My name, the human said clearly. What I wish to be called is Susan. I see, Fourth sister said. Susan, so about our earlier conversation. What earlier conversation, the human, Susan, interrupted. The one where you informed me that rocks you collected were not scientific specimens, Fourth sister clarified. What about it? she demanded. If they were not specimens, then what were they? False sister asked. What business is that of yours? Susan asked, her voice dropping into aggressive tones. It is my business to catalogue all scientific specimens that are collected by the base population. False sister explained. The Ranger Corps requires a designated specimen monitor. They didn't have one at Rough End Base, Susan observed. It only applies to bases that are near the population centres. Fourth sister explained, it is to prevent accidental contamination. Oh, that makes sense, Susan said with a nod. Well, I'm just collecting some rocks from Private Merchant Project. I checked all the regulations and the local rivers are all clear from the locals to interact with. 
A merchant project, Wall's sister repeated as she entered into data into a pad. You're correct. There is no need for me to report that. Good. Are we done here? Susan asked. Formally, yes, Fourth sister answered. However, her frill raised in curiosity, what value do these rocks possess? Oh, uh, nothing intrinsic, Susan said, her face still curving into a grin. I'm making pet rocks for the tourists. Pet rocks? Fourth sister asked. Yeah, Susan stopped and dug into a bag by her side. I bought some printer time and printed out paper boxes and bedding and hand wrote the instructions on the side, see? Fourth sister bent over the box and tilted her head from side to side to get a look at it. It was a basic carrying box with alien pet rock printed on front. On the side were instructions for training and care of the rock. Fourth sister considered for a long moment and lifted her head slowly away. Tourists pay money for this, she finally asked. Susan burst out in laughter and tossed the box at the contents back into her bag. Yeah, the humans that come through the city love this sort of thing, she said. I'm thinking about painting green antenna on it to make it more alien. Humans buy rocks of no intrinsic value, false sister said softly. If you package it right, they do. Susan said cheerfully, Now I have to go get this ready to take him to my vendor. End of story. Story number two. Humans are weird. Doggo fix. Greetings, Commander Seven Trolls. Third sister flashed a frill and absent greeting as the winged flew into the base decontamination unit. It is good to see you're safely returned. How was your recreation period? The diminutive mammal grunted and fluttered over to drop his personal items on the desk. It was very, very human, Seven Trolls replied. Third sister laid a frill against her neck but didn't turn her head to put him in her sight range. Yes, Seven Trolls hissed as he turned in the disinfectant spray. Very human. Third sister pointedly began tapping faster on the interaction console. However, the winged didn't take the hint. He stalked over to the hot air dryer and rubbed his wing hooks through his fur vigorously. The transport ended up going to his year seventh flap. Seven trills went on. Third sister was beginning to regret the social protocols that required her to show interest in the first place, but there was a social expectations to be met. What was there of interest in his year seventh flap? She asked. It was a human recreation resort, Seven Trolls explained. Human friend Helen had informed us that it was a type of ancient, pre-mechanical age sporting area that allowed humans to get as close to flight as their thick-boned bodies allowed. That would seem interesting to a winged, third sister murmured. One would think, Seven Trolls clicked out, she really pressed for it, even after I pointed out that even on the equator, the main bases existed below the freezing point of water for 90% of the local year. Ah, third sister flicked a frill in recognition. Yes, that is a planet that nearly killed the cold-blooded ones when they sent an expedition. I saw the image at the university. Isn't the surface constantly covered in crystallized water? Yes, snow... Seven Trolls replied, That is the main attraction. The unique surface tension and low density is what provides the conditions that allow humans to mimic flight. But your body mass is so low, Third Sister observed with a dissatisfied click, that even with a proper internal thermostat, you would lose your heat so quickly that you might as well be cold-blooded. Oh, we knew it. 
Seven Trolls said with a grimace as he flapped the rest of his shoulder. Third Sister held out her full in stiff indignation, but Seven Trolls seemed to only take it as an invitation to droop against her neck. She reminded herself that he had been in the company of humans. Why did you not simply outvote her? Third Sister asked. She was so eager, Seven Trolls explained with a tiny sigh, and we thought that we would be able to get some amazing data on human flight neural circuits to sell to the College of Mammalian Psychology. Did they accept the data? Third Sister asked, her interest revving up again. We didn't get any, Seven Trolls said, pressing his sensory horns into her outer membrane. Was she unable to participate due to injury? Third Sister asked in concern. She hates skiing. Seven Trills informed her. She always has. The activity not only holds no attractions for her, she actively discourages other humans from participating in it. Why did she wish to go to a planet with no other form of recreation? Third Sister demanded. Do you remember why the cold-blooded ones didn't die on the Azira Seventh Flap? He asked. The human expedition saved them. Third Sister replied. Um, did she wish to go for historical pride? Do you remember how the humans saved them? Seven Trolls pressed. I do not, Third Sister answered. I am not a memory keeper, she paused. I think it had something to do with the human having a superior transport device. That was part of it, Seven Trolls confirmed. The human had sleds designed to run over the surface of the crystallized water. They were very effective, but none of the high-energy engines worked due to the unique electromagnetic fields on the planet, and no combustion engine would ignite in the atmosphere. So, uh, how did the humans solve that problem? she asked. Seven trolls flipped over and pointed a personal projector at the wall. He activated, and Third Sister clicked in surprise. I've seen those in the main university, she said, but never this variation, an entire species dedicated to transport. Fascinating. I thought them medical aids and message carriers at best. Only this variation, Seven Trolls began, this breed is dedicated to transport, we learned. But what does their presence have to do with friend Helen going to the base with no form of recreation she enjoys? Third sister asked, getting tired of being on the couch before the winged. She said, Seven Trolls said with a groan, dropping one wing over his eyes, that she desperately needed a doggo fix, and huskies would do as well as any other doggo. Do you, uh, he suddenly took off and darted around the room and mad factors, do you have any idea how much they drool? The sister began to back out of the room. Or how hard it is to get drool out of your fur, he demanded. Human friend Helen laughed, but skin can be washed in cold weather. Fur... The rant cut off as Third Sister slipped into the corridor. End of story. Story number three. Humans are weird. North face. What is so interesting about that rock face? Sixteenth cousin asked as she came up upon the base morale officer. Extalk shook himself and stretched each of his eight limbs slowly in the morning sun. Sixteenth cousin eased back into the comfortable position, letting her hind legs take most of her weight. The tall fence that surrounded the pace provided more than enough shade to protect them from the weekly yellow suns that the planet boasted. All attempts to cultivate native flora had enclosed grounds had been failures, leaving only a few scraggly shrubs protecting mangy patches of ground cover. It was no wonder the cheerful Trisk wanted to look elsewhere. Human friend Gregor's newest recreational interest, Extel, conformed her finally. 
Sixteenth cousin knew very well that she shouldn't respond immediately as it would be polite back home in the gardens, but it was hard to seemingly ignore a polite answer. She satisfied herself with a brief flick of her neck frill and examined the rock face closer. Is this a matter of projected lights and applied paints? She asked finally. Extolk began to reposition the view screen on his rangefinder and then adjusted the screen to display so that she could see. Neither, he observed. Rather, he is there himself. He is where? Sixteenth cousin asked. The Trisk settled back in his motile legs and expanded the screen for her. There, Extolk finally said. He pointed simultaneously to the rock face that was clicks away and the display screen. Sixteenth cousin suddenly felt a frill prickle with her knees, the same way it did when her admittedly spoiled fourth brother was plotting to escape first father's garden. She wasn't sure what she was looking at at first. There was a human friend, Gregor, first engineer on the base, and it appeared that he was climbing the rock face. Sixteenth cousin suddenly leapt back with a hiss. She snapped her head to the side and trying to judge the distance from the base and the rock face, trying to understand. Is first engineer climbing that rock face? she demanded. He is, Extilk replied after unbearable pause. What safety gear does he have? Sixteenth cousin demanded, searching her mind for anything that had been checked out. A bag of dust and two strong arms, Extilk replied. Sixteenth cousin stared at him in utter horror. Her head cocked so far to the side in a broad triangle was near parallel to her abdomen. Did you even try and stop him? She finally demanded. It is a registered human recreation, he defended himself. They call it, um, free climbing. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode. And I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.